Yo, it feels so good that we're both back in the studio today. Here. It's been forever. <laughs> today we're going to talk about Ford getting material contracts, Chevy going the distance, and consumers reining in spending. Everywhere I go, Again. The people really and pulling back. Who Still. And who I be. They kind of. When they see me. Maybe. Oh, no Sometimes. Me, I've learned until I Until I went on LinkedIn and saw eight general managers be like, Everybody's out buying cars. Ah, uh, <laughs> there's God, things. We'll talk about that. There's we'll things that they're not that. buying. There's things there that they're go. not buying, so they can buy those there's cars. Not. I've learned one big thing over the last week is that six days is like longer than I want to be away from my family. <laughs> oh man, you put in the work last week. You put in the work. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Give us like because we didn't get to really see you at VCon. Give us like the the ninety second hot reaction of exactly what what went down yes i was able to capture a ton of content at vcon but i was so busy that i didn't get to post any of it so um, i'm going to be <laughs> posting it over the next week but i re record a ton of man on the street interviews that soda will be releasing a lot of stuff uh vibes energy of vcon always great to be around other industries so that you can kind of get your head out of the box that we live in on the day-to-day, -day, talk to consumers, see how other companies are doing events, see how other like tech companies are actually activating in the space and just see what people are into and paying attention to. So that was always good. I will say the VCon this year, uh, different energy than last year. And um, really? I think there were fewer people this year than last year. Uh, they crushed the field day the day before. The main event, um, I didn't see nearly as many speakers and stuff where I didn't go to as many sessions. Um, you know, as I thought about it, I was like, you know, it probably has a lot to do with the fact that NFTs and, you know, crypto has lost a well, lot of momentum over just, the last like, year. It wasn't just promoted as like, you know, the Gary V conference, right? It, it's very, very like heavy into Web3 NFT space was the target of that particular. It's not like a marketing conference yeah. or like a content conference. Yeah. It's very heavy into that as far as the promotion is. So I mean they you have know, their lanes kind of waning yeah, landscape. There. They have their lanes or side stages. Um and again like I didn't participate I had yesterday last year it was like I always went to so many sessions. Um yeah so this year it was definitely different and I mean that just goes to show you consumer sentiment really does affect what people are willing and not willing to spend their time on. You know, if you just think yep. about it, last year at VCon, uh, NFT values were high, ETH was higher, um, and especially in the Vayner organization, right? Their NFTs, the Gary's V friends have still held a lot of their value and people who bought early still are doing okay. But the people that bought at the peak, right? Yep. They lost at least half of the value, right? It's not like a lot of the other projects where it went to zero, half or more. So you got to think, man, when you lose half your money, your enthusiasm just. You're just kind of like, <laughs> I guess I'll stay home this now, year. Now, yeah. Now I believe, we'll I believe see. In it's what recovering. So we'll see, we'll see if like the recovery happens in especially ETH and the NFT world, like, and whether that changes the mo the mood yeah. around there. But I mean, I'm the, sure the energy, just like the vibe around the event, the way the event was thrown was oh, whole nother I mean, the, the coolest stage I've ever seen in my life. But I saw the opening keynote was Jesse Itzler, and uh, oh, he's great. he destroyed yeah. it. And he shaved his head on stage. Like he had his big curly head. And like to make, no a, way. to make a point, he's like, I'm side of my life, I'm going all in on everything I do. <laughs> Guy comes out, he sits down, he's telling the story why he's telling the story about, about yeah, the dude just shaving his head. I was like, I'll remember this one forever. It was cool because Paul texted me, I'm going to shave my beard at a, at a soda con. It was con. crazy. No, I said, you're going <laughs> to shave your beard. You misunderstood my text. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I see. I see. Oh, hey, this oh, Wednesday, man. this Wednesday, circle Cannot it on your it. calendar, 1 p.m. Eastern, circle. live stream 
of the premiere pilot episode of More Than Cars. We've been rallying support all over the industry so you can be on the stream. You can just go to morethancars.tv. Join the LinkedIn live stream. Uh, you can see all the trailers and some of the behind the scenes content on that site. If we're gonna change the narrative around retail automotive, we as yep. an industry have to show up. So we tried Gotta to make this to give us a rally point where we can all show up and kind of be counted on that day on the stream so that we can get the rest of the series made. And uh, the response to everyone who's seen this show or segments of the show so far have been like, responses like, this needs to be made. Yeah, this needs to be made. Well, speaking of making things. Oh, oh yeah. Segway. Oh, it's been so long since we've like had the segue button. Oh, like at a. Good. That felt it, so good. <laughs> we hit it and everything. All right. In a strategic move to bolster EV production, Ford has announced a series of supply deals for lithium-based battery materials as they ramp up EV production to 2 million units by the year 2026, not 2030. Deals include uh, one with Namaska Lithium for supply of 13,000 tons of lithium hydroxide a year. I don't know exactly what that is, but it sounds... Uh, expensive some big number <laughs> sounds expensive uh also another one with energy source materials for lithium hydroxide in uh from their uh, imperial valley california plant um supposed to be operational and producing by 2025 they also got a five-year contract with uh, Al uh albemarle uh, that's a hard word albemarle, albemarle. <laughs> that's a hard word corp that's to surprise word. over a hundred thousand metric tons of battery grade lithium hydroxide sufficient for this gave us a little context sufficient for three million uh ford ev batteries they're expected to lose okay. as a reminder three billion dollars from their electric vehicle sales this year but uh you know they say we're gonna have that's that's all the money man uh but they say uh they're gonna still hit nine to eleven billion billion dollars of adjusted earnings before interest in taxes and have six billion in free cash flow just floating around they're gonna there. be okay they're going to be fine is, a, is the point there. Um, you know, we've talked about it many times. It's the, the EV side is a startup. ICE vehicles and that, tech, and that um, sales pipeline is still going to carry these brands for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, but you see these like really, really interesting partnerships and investments, uh, you know, keying up. Uh, I, you know, I go back to Elon, uh, you know, a few months ago being like, look, lithium refinement, lithium battery mining is going to be key to entrepreneurship. And it's clear that these two companies, both of which probably did not exist, at least in their current capacity no. of their ability to mine and, and, and find these lithium uh, resources didn't, didn't even exist seven, 10 years ago. Um, and even if they did, they were just supplying like computer batteries and phone batteries. Uh, and so now, to move to this and and just open up new partnerships and new business opportunities, uh, it's it's always just interesting to see the way the market moves and shifts, and we're going to see the impact of that over the next three to five years for sure. Uh, we had uh, an awesome conversation with Jennifer Colstead, the global brand and design director for yes. Ford, uh, when we were in Las Vegas last week, and we're going to release that episode uh, soon on our Amplify podcast. And uh, we actually got an invite to go out to Ford's Experience Center in Detroit, so. We go out there. Be, maybe we'll see some. Maybe we'll see some tech and get a couple of a couple of secrets. But speaking of EV technology, stop. Yep. Segway. Time. 
All right, in a surprise announcement. I love surprise announcements when they're good. Uh, GM released an upgrade to the Chevy Silverado EV work trucks range, boosting it to an EPA estimated 450 miles on a single charge. Uh, this is 50 miles more than originally anticipated. They said, hey, we're gonna we're gonna hit 400 mile range. But they said, quote, our engineering team long targeted 400 miles of range, but they were able to go above and beyond to achieve the increase over the past several months. Extensive development and testing unlocked an increased 450 mile range. This figure paired with the ability to charge at 350 kilowatts makes a Silverado EV work truck the choice electric pickup for fleet buyers needs. After all, the truck wears. I love this part. After all, the truck wears a Silverado badge. It's made for tough jobs. Got to leave it to the PR they got, they slash gotta, marketing whoop. collab on that one. Slam that marketing branding right in there. Just, you know, shove the little PR words. Uh, this is, a, I, look, everybody has been talking about the key to success is getting vehicles closer to or, or, or above 600 mile range. And for a truck to be able to pull 450 miles out of its range, quite impressive. Uh, I'm sure that there'll be a lot of energy toward this launch. I'm, I'm interested to see kind of how consumer behavior for reservations or, or intrigue or search results over this next week because of this announcement change uh, because a 450-mile range truck. That's a bold proposition. Um, I, I actually saw Steve Greenfield uh, shared an article where uh, Neo is finally announcing that they they believe they have a 600-mile range vehicle. Gosh. Um, now, we talked to Neo last week, like, those cats over there don't make cheap vehicles. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but even still, like the moving consumer marketing uh, or the consumer marketplace into a 600 mile range is the target. But kudos to GM for putting in the work. And and, you know, like everybody was already excited about the, the 350, 400 mile range. But for them to go over the 450, um, great for the market, I think. And it's going to probably bring more people into uh, looking at EVs than maybe would have in that 350 mile range. So anecdotal story. I drove, Give it to us. I drove a Toyota Land Cruiser from Indianapolis to Syracuse, New York on Saturday. Right. And Land Cruisers have that big fat Toyota V8 engine in it that gets like 14 miles to the gallon. Nom, 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 yeah. nom, nom right. And I have to say, if I had a 450 mile range Silverado, there. I would have gotten home faster because I had a fuel up twice. And, and one of those and one of those fuel ups, right? You have to stop and you get something to eat. Like it would have been no problem for me to to quick charge, you know, for 20 or 30 minutes. And I actually would have made it home sooner if I was driving a 450 mile range EV. How about that? Okay. Okay. Oh, that's a big story Just right there. Right now. However, now, the land you're about one of 18 terrible. people in the country driving a 13 mile per gallon car still. But I'm going to be broke you know, in about kudos. three months. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Speaking of being broke. Oh, Stop. Yeah. Time. oh man. Amazing. Oh, man. Amazing. Hey, according to some new government and earnings data, consumers are little bit exhibiting more than frugal behavior, focusing on things like essentials and seeking affordable alternatives as inflation continues to squeeze. Uh, even they're stating that high income earners are starting to pull back on large discretionary purchases. Um, Neil Sanders, managing director of an analytics company called Global Data, says a consumer slowdown is underway. Growth is a lot more sluggish than it has been for quite some time, and retailers are reporting quite stark changes in consumer behavior. 
Um, now, one of the stark changes is a little bit different in its tune. Value-based Walmart is still winning as they reported a seven seven over a seven percent year-over-year store sales increase. Um, uh, their uh, chief executive from uh, Walmart US, John Ferner, said we do see higher purchase rates of categories like prime beef versus regular grade beef. Um, you see trade ups and apparel and marketplace. And that's definitely being driven by some of our new higher income customers. So the track down here is it's not that higher income customers aren't buying these things. It's just that they're moving to more affordable options. Really interesting, especially when you relate that to auto and the high, uh, heightening price point of new cars. And I, I'm interested to see the shift in value-based shopping potentially happening in the auto industry, similar to how it's happening in the consumer packaged goods industry. You know, the article does also talk about that um, sales like, um, you know, like cosmetics are still very, very strong, not showing any signs of waning. That's what they call the, wow. lip, it's like the lipstick effect or whatever they call it. Like when, when you're paring back on some, you know, some, some, you know, discretionary purchases, there's still this element of like the things that give you like this affordable luxury. I'm going to buy the nice makeup. I'm going to buy the nice beef. Um, those are, yep. that's, that's coming into effect. They're starting to see that effect more and more where there's a decline, but in these certain segments, luxury goods, especially lower price luxury goods are going up. And, um, yep. you know, this, this is just, it feels like it's been a very slow depreciation on the consumer mindset or purchasing, because we've been hearing like stories like and around this for quite a while. Um, but now that well, but it's yeah, still continuing it, and dipping a little bit further, it's just like, it's like the the economic slowdown that just like never ends. It's just like very- Well, because you would you would think, you know, according to like what's happening with with rate increases and, and what's happening at the federal level and, and the way the storyline goes is that we would have seen this like massive deafening of, of consumer interest in, in purchasing, but it hasn't been that That's way. Right. It's just kind of been this slow trickle. Um, and maybe, hey, I'll tell you what, maybe that's, the, I'll give maybe the Fed a little bit of kudos in like this, this, this slow walk of, 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 you know, toward potential recession. And maybe we don't see it because like nothing ever takes that full on drop off. Right. Um, because, you know, people are still purchasing. We're still seeing a great jobs market. I saw, um, a, a, you know, a jobs marketplace this weekend. Uh, one of the founders was just saying, hey, look, we got a lot of people still out there looking for jobs. A lot of employers still hiring. It's not like um, it's not like it's all doom and gloom out there. So, um, you know, thinking about that is like, hey, in your used car purchasing habits, is there the need to start recognizing at like a new price point for price savvy shoppers, people that are looking for affordability in all of their purchasing behaviors? So um, just I'm starting to see like, hey, maybe just thinking about the way that we're managing inventory might have to be more relatable to an affordable shopper. All right. Hey, we just want to make sure we always like Michael. Good morning. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Hi, Michael Kirk. Kirk said good morning and just good morning. say good morning back. But uh, hey, look. It's Monday, it's busy, everyone's got stuff to do. Go to morethancars.tv so you can do join it. us for the live stream premiere this Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go out there and crush it on the Monday. Oh, yeah.